Hey, this is Jim, and you're listening to the podcast edition of the Jim Toth Show. Hear us live weekday afternoons from 1 till 3. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Tourism Winnipeg has this top 10 list out of top 10 things to do this spring with your family in Winnipeg. Let's talk about that. Uh, right. How'd the list come together, and uh, then we'll get into some of the top 10 things to do. Well, we're kind of flying by it. Uh, so the way we bring it together is we're focusing right on uh, the end of March uh, through to April. So right now, given it is a cold day, we're going to te- like uh, consider that a blessing for the moment because right now I think you really should be still checking out the snow maze at Amazing Corn. It doesn't close until March 20th, weather permitting. And it's spectacular this year with the huge ice cathedral in the middle. Uh, so go see that with the family while you still can before it's gone. And then another spot, of course, is the journey to Churchill because uh, polar bears, of course, still love the winter. Uh, I don't know if Winnipeggers are still loving this winter, <laughs> but uh, if you're seeing them playing outside, you're going to love that. And it's great because Arctic Vets has been doing um, wonders for the zoo as far as uh, coverage on CBC. So not only are you seeing the polar bears who are the stars, but the actual stars of the show who are the veterinarian team and the scientists who work there. So you could uh, notice some people from television while you're actually at the zoo. Right. Yeah, no, that's all great. And uh, I'm sure polar bears are actually smiling with this winter because it is the third most snowfall in the history of Manitoba for sure. What else is on the list of top 10 things to do for a staycation? Well, right now for uh, family and friends, uh, How New York, of course, is uh, absolutely brilliant. Like we loved seeing all the coverage in the New York Times and Forbes and Smithsonian about it. Just everything about that place from the architecture to the curation team to the mandate. It's uh, simply spectacular and you have to see it. And plus uh, coming up at the WAG, they have Art and Bloom, which starts on April 1st. And if you haven't seen Art and Bloom, it is uh, truly something to see and smell. Uh, they replicate a lot of the most famous paintings that they have as part of the WAG collection uh, as huge flower arrangements. They only do this every second year, so it's uh, nice to see that come back around again. Uh, two years ago, I remember when I was at it, they had uh, the Norval Morisot piece uh, right in the main foyer, redone in flowers, and it was just something to see. So uh, if you're a fan of art and flowers, uh, that's the way to go. Uh, plus, you can buy arrangements on the way out, so that's great. Uh, WSO has got a ton of concerts coming up through April. Uh, Paul Schaefer is coming to town uh, to work with them. Uh, Park Theater has got some smaller shows that you want to check out, like Sarah Harmer and Hawksley Workman. And, uh, of course, uh, Escape Rooms. I don't know if you're a Jim or you an Escape Room fan. I have heard of them. I have yet to partake in one. Okay, so my new jam, like I, I've done a couple, but uh, so now escape rooms are doing this thing where they're actually like terrifying escape rooms. So <laughs> one you really have to check out. Like, I'm serious, it's such a good thing. So the mine at the real escape, uh, they shut off the lights, they essentially handcuff you uh, to this rail, all the lights are off, and then the escape room starts. And throughout this experience, this fellow in a pig mask with a butcher knife uh, <laughs> continues to jump out from places. So you're like focusing on completing a puzzle, and all of a sudden this person is literally right behind you and just scares the bejesus out of you. And the great thing about this for a team-building exercise is you get to find out what all your coworkers' choice swear words are. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not a fan of that. And to the point no. where one Halloween I was at an office where they, they did this where – they said, we, we need to talk to you immediately after the show. And as we walked down the hallway, different people jumped out at us because it was Halloween. Yeah. And it like I have this defense mechanism that I almost punched a child dressed up as a dwarf oh, in a mask. So I was like 
this isn't good for me. But I understand, like, I know a lot of people that love escape rooms and, and would find that just absolutely uh, entertaining for sure. So, but may, maybe not for me. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mint is on here. And you know what? I, I just, I know, I have friends who over the years of my time here have come in and, and you know, while I was working, they would go to the Mint or take yeah. their kids to the Mint. But it's also something that I think it's one of those places that when, when I go, everybody asks me, have you gone yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, what? You live there. Like the, the Royal Canadian Mint is still something that would be a great staycation, especially for families even from here that have never been. Oh, for sure. Uh, we always like to joke with our puns. It's never dime a dozen there. And it's the uh, gold <laughs> standard of tours. The, uh, but it really is cool. Like they make coins for up to 80 countries, uh, given what time of year they're working on. Uh, millions of coins are producing this facility on like a very regular basis. So like it's cool to see that. And then as well, at the end of the experience, they do have all these interactive exhibits. So you can kind of test your geography knowledge, your knowledge of world currency and stuff. And every travel writer that we've always sent there over the years leaves and like, I didn't, you know, I, this is not what I expected. And I like relished every moment of it. So it's great to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get into some restaurants because that's something that I think not only do Manitobans love and uh, uh, with such great local uh, places to get to, but also I think with, you know, the mandates lifting a little bit, it's one of the things that people just will enjoy more so. I, I think going out for a meal, uh, Mike, is something that most people missed a lot that they didn't realize how much they enjoyed doing that. So let's talk some of the restaurants you you suggest for staycations. For sure. Yeah, Uh a couple of recent ones that had opened that we covered in articles that were just starting in January. So 116 in the old Stella's location on Sherbrick Street, uh, just a gem. So it's by Good Neighbor Brewing, um, and they've partnered with the, the guys that were running the beer can. And then the kitchen staff that they've hired is just phenomenal. They've got Mike Robbins, uh, who is a gold medal plates Winnipeg winner here before, uh, as well as uh, Keegan, who is at uh, Segovia for a long time. And then they had both been cooking in London. Keegan, in particular, was cooking at one of the best restaurants in the world uh, called Brat there. And a lot of the food was cooked over an open fire. So they've kind of brought this whole open fire concept uh, with a lot of the plates that they were work, uh, like kind of doing in London. And a lot of the food pairs very well with the beer, and they kind of walk you through that to do beer pairings and what have you. Uh, Nola, of course, and St. Boniface, another Winnipeg celebrity chef, uh, Emily Butcher, who did very well for herself on Top Shelf Canada. And she also finished bronze at the Canadian Culinary Championships, so she's running that. Uh, those places have both been getting rave reviews. Uh, our latest list is actually covering a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hole-in-the-wall spots, but like small niche spots that have just recently opened. Uh, if you're into taco uh, yaki uh, or okonomoyaki, like Japanese, uh, like have you had these before? It's like a fried wheat ball inside is a bit of octopus. Uh, on top is like this sweet, salty sauce and bonito flakes. I have so not. Place, so there's a place called Beshi's Taco Yums that specializes in that. They just opened in the North End this past weekend. Yu uh, Izakaya, of course, covers a lot of Japanese food. They've been closed for uh, due to a fire for about over a year, just reopened this past week. Uh, Friends Donaire on Notre Dame, really worth checking out. They cut it off the spit to order. Uh, the fellow there, Tashin, he was, uh, he's a total gem. He used to be at Best Pizza and Donaire in Fort Gary, and this is his own little restaurant that he's opened up now. Uh, Thompson Style Pizza right downtown. Uh, if you haven't tried Thompson Style Pizza, it's, it's a trip for sure. Tons of cheese, uh, tons of meat, and the sauce is both sweet and spicy. It's kind of addictive. And uh, lots of new coffee shops, uh, especially from people opening up a second or third outlet like Harrison's uh, and Empty Cup just opened up a new one on Academy. There's Dealer's Choice also in the exchange where Harrison's is. 
And right now, too, uh, for vegans and vegetarians and for anyone who just wants to eat less meat, uh, VegFest is still on for three more days here in the city as well. Oh, VegFest. Yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah, and the coffee shop, I love going out for a nice meal, don't get me wrong, but the coffee shop is kind of my thing. I love trying different little spots and and seeing what they have. So that's great. Um, I, I did want to ask you about the fuel prices because we, we sure. just, the past week and a half, two weeks, we're covering how it affects every industry from farmers, from, you know, just uh, delivering packages to delivering food to everything. Are you concerned about the gas prices for tourism this summer? Uh, I guess yes and no. So first off, uh, Winnipeg, as we like to think, is always worth the trip, of course. And uh, the majority of our tourists still, like this is pre-pandemic, and I'm sure it's still the same right now, uh, are coming here in about a 300-kilometer radius, 200-kilometer radius, so like within Manitoba and northwestern Ontario. So you're still under one tank of gas there and back. so gas prices shouldn't have affected it uh, that much. But plus, there's such pent-up demand to travel right now. So I don't see that being much of a turn for people that want to come into the city for a weekend. Uh, and on top of that, the hotels recognize this, right? So they're all running great packages. Uh, all of them are offering free parking, uh, at least a lot of the downtown properties. And plus, once you're downtown, you really don't need that car anymore. All the major attractions from How New York to the Forks, uh, to everything happening at Truno Square and at the arena is all walkable. So once you're here, you don't really need to worry about that car per se. Right, good points. And I think also a, a benefit of, of slowly getting to a better place with the pandemic is, is people do want to get out and park somewhere and walk and move around and, and do that. So that's a great advice too. Mike, where can people get these lists right before we let you go? Yeah, for sure. So tourism dot, tourismwinnipeg.com is the main landing page for everything. Uh, for anything culinary related, it is pegcitygrub.com. And for anything arts, culture, or family related, it is only in the peg.com. But if you go to the specific site for tourismwinnipeg.com, we have all those articles featured as well, uh, along with all of our general tourist information. We have top 10 lists on just about everything in the city, uh, lots of stuff on hotel packages and everything you'd be looking for on uh, to get your next trip to Winnipeg started. Great stuff, Mike. Sounds like some great staycations and people can start planning right away. Thanks for doing this. Hey, my pleasure, Jim.